Hello. Hi. Hello. How are we? I'm good. How are you? This is the second week in a row you are starting the podcast after a day of traveling. And I'd like to not make that a habit. I think this is the last time I'll be traveling right before a podcast recording until at least December holiday time when I go back to Atlanta. But I feel good, especially since I'm just getting back from Vegas for our bachelorette party, which, you know, drinking was involved. But I'm feeling centered. Oh, I'm ashamed. <laughs> you, I, you know, your mother might be on the live chat. I does think, she know that you consume alcohol? She does. Mm. I think she's made peace with it, is fine with it, supports me no matter what. Well, <laughs> I, you're in my prayers. That's all I'm going to say. Great. All right. Keep praying, babe, because I'll keep drinking. Not for a few days, though. My God. <laughs> <laughs> Because she needs a break. <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome back to another Two Gay Mats podcast. It's Matt Steele. And it's Matt Palmer. And we are now into November, as you can tell from the, the new, the brown that I'm wearing. Yes. Very and autumnal. I know. Very Thanksgiving. Yes. Yes. You know, I look good in my fall colors. It's true. Matt Palmer, it seems yes. like you had a very eventful week. What did, did you do? I mean, if by week you mean weekend, then yes, I did have quite the eventful weekend. Uh, so it was my friend Sarah's bachelorette party this weekend, and we all went to Vegas. I am going to admit here... I was a little nervous just because like Vegas bachelorette feels like a lot of pressure to like, I don't know. It just felt like, I don't know. I want the, I'm not really a going out clubbing kind of person Mm -hmm. in general. So I didn't know if it was going to be my vibe. It was so lovely. So much fun. She had the best time. It was just such a good group of people. Like it's always nice when you meet uh, friends of friends who you haven't met yet, but you get a whole circle together. And it's like, I get why you guys are friends. Okay. We can connect on our own level. It just was lovely meeting a lot of the ladies there. I was staying in a room with my friends, Joe and Ernesto, two fellow gays. And so we were the gays on the trip with a bunch of ladies. And we had a great time. Friday night, we went to like a rum tasting slash burlesque experience I mean I, it's not even a bar it's like you walk around there are different rooms people are doing magic and burlesque and everything for some reason I thought you were about to say people were doing meth <laughs> I heard that people were doing meth and I was like why did my brain automatically go I that? have no idea I my heart what, literally stopped also I'm like not sure if I would know if someone like is that the one with the spoon <laughs> I don't know girl. I don't know okay but yes yeah, so we were walking through it was a rum experience but they had like the strongest rums in the world and I had like four different flavors different shots one was like this is like a hundred 20 proof which is just like a lot <laughs> and okay. so that was a moment but it was nice to see everyone and meet everyone the first night and then uh yesterday we went to brunch and uh I, you'd be proud of me at the buffet i think i did pretty well oh i did you pack it in i got three plates oh that's not enough i think i, I was thinking literally as i was sitting there with my third plate i was like i think matt's would be proud you're a fucking amateur <laughs> I think I did pretty well. I got good dessert. <laughs> I will I, never forget going to a buffet with Matt Palmer and friends and everything. And they were all like, little Matt Steele is on his 10th plate. It was shocking. No one had seen anything like that. So <laughs> I thought, again, I was proud of myself. And I have to give a big shout out. I think the place is called Wooden Spoon. And they have really great. Oh, have you been there? Uh, is it the place at the Cosmopolitan? I don't remember what oh, we were at. It could have been. But, uh, and I got really good uh, French toast that was like maybe cinnamon French toast. It was just like a lovely, flavorful through that maple syrup on it. was just a really great part of the long meal. Wicked Spoon. Wicked, Wicked Spoon. That's where we went, where I had like 10 plates of Is stuff. Is it? Okay. Well, it's Best still meal in Vegas, it's guys. Very I'm telling you, it's a great buffet. I wish they were promoting us. They were I know, yeah. being paid to say that, but we're not. Uh, and then last night was the big going out night. And so we go out to this club called XS. And they're like, Diplo's coming, Diplo's playing, and he's coming on at 2 a.m. All <laughs> right, so guys. I think we probably got there around 11, and I, you know, I like to get to bed. <laughs> But I was like, I need to rally. I need to be up. This is Sarah's, you know, it's a one-time thing. Sarah's Bachelorette. It's a big deal. And so uh, we, 
also got a table, which like had a lovely little room off of the club, which like had heaters because it was freezing. Mm. And so I needed a heater. I was sitting with the heater, had some alcohol helped go towards the amount that we had to drink to pay off the room, whatever. And uh, so then we go out into the club and we're dancing. We're having fun. I'm probably still up at like 1.30. But again, this is daylight savings. So <laughs> as I look down, I'm like, wait, how is it 1 a.m. Oh, again? God, they made him come on at 2 during daylight. That's uh, rude. I think they made him come on at 1 a.m. part 2. 1 a.m. part 2. Oh, I, thank God. That's okay. what I think it was. Okay. And we were dancing. It was 1 a.m. again. And I was like, okay, I don't know how long, much longer I can do this. I was dancing and there was this girl by us who I think was just trying to make friends with some gays. And so to my friend Ernesto, she's like, oh my God, I just have to tell you, I love your top. And I was like, okay, whatever. Like we're still dancing with our friend Sarah, like best of luck, ma'am. And then she turns to me and she's like, oh my God, I just have to tell you, you've got cakes. And I'm like, ma'am. Okay. <laughs> like if you're going for gay friendship, like I, I'm all booked up. Like I don't need an additional Vegas random lady who's opening with like what my ass looks like tonight. And so I was like, you know what? I think that's it. <laughs> I think I'm ready to head home. I've had a good bit to drink and it's time to make my way back to the Planet Hollywood room. So I was first in the gay room back there asleep and I woke up to mo- this morning feeling great. And I appreciate we like had beforehand, we had this thing called liquid IV. Uh, and so I woke up and did not have a hangover and it was just a lovely time for all. Well, you look great. And Thank I do you. have to agree with the girl. The cakes are great. I mean, I appreciate it, but it's like, congratulations, you have eyes. Like, I don't need... <laughs> God, I hate when people compliment my ass. Because I know. it's obvious. Like, what do you want me to do? <laughs> it just is like, I was, I'm glad that I went out and did the party thing. But to me, it's like, man, people who do that on the regular, it's like... Insane. You have to be young, right? I, uh, well, it's better than the, well, the bachelorette party that I went to in Vegas back in mm. 2015. I went because like, A, I love my friend Alex, whose wedding we were celebrating, but yes. also because we were seeing Brittany. I mean, hello. <laughs> and so it was my job to... To um, make sure that our good friend uh, didn't die. Yes. Because the one good friend I have who we also went with likes to party. <laughs> and so I am the one who doesn't drink. So it was like, watch over her, watch over her. And she... Uh, she's gotten a little older and she can't drink as much as she used to and mm. she can also not wear high heels as high as she once used to be able to do because her feet hurt after five minutes. So <laughs> so I legitimately thought I was going to die that night. <laughs> Take like the journey from the club where we went to yes. back to our hotel room. I legitimately thought we were going to die. And see, like, I was, it was a mess. I was nervous about events like that happening but I feel like since we are all in our 30s and have made peace with the fact that we can't drink like we used to and the ladies can't wear the heels as high everyone was very prepared and like certain groups went home earlier than me there was a group that went home with me a group went home later no one was upset there was no drama just because like we're old enough now to be like everyone can do what they do and I want everyone to have a good time and that's Mm. what's most important the big drama of that night with me and her was she wanted pizza and we couldn't find (laughs) any Oh man, just breakdowns in the street. And and like she <laughs> wanted to take her shoes off at the club, but the club wouldn't let her. Right. And like she wasn't allowed to lean on anything mm. at the club. And because you know, at the Vegas clubs, they make sure you don't lean. If, they want to upkeep a, an image. And oh so if you God. like lean on the wall, like they yell at you. That's crazy. And, so, and it's like my poor friend just wanted to <laughs> lean on the wall. She wanted to take her damn shoes off. But. I survived it. You did. I am here today. Matt Steele. Yes. How was your week? My week was uh, good. It was a little rough on my face. Wait, what happened to your face? (sighs) Horrible. My electric razor, because I am an electric razor shaver. And if you know me, you know that I have to shave my face every single day. Which is a lot. I hate the feeling of like 
facial hair growing on my face. But it looks good when you have it. It looks great. It's a beautiful color. It is even. It's what's wrong? Gorgeous. What's the problem? I don't know. My testosterone levels must be great because my facial hair is gorgeous. But damn it, I do not want it anywhere on wow. me. Because I just hate the feeling of it. And so I love it on another guy <laughs> when it's rubbing on my face. But on my face myself, no. So I, you know, have my electric razor every day. First thing I do every day. Mm. It lost its charge this week. And so I, I love that this is your news <laughs> because like for like a couple days before the electric razor that I ordered on Amazon came in because the other electric razors that I could buy at Walgreens were all expensive. Mm. And so I was like, I'll wait a couple days to get the $25 one okay. to be shipped to me. But that was like three days that I had to shave with like an actual Ooh, razor razor. I hate that. And when, you know, I haven't done it since. Uh, uh, God for years and so Did you cut yourself oh oh it goes near my face and I start to bleed <laughs> like so devastating my face was in a lot of pain for three days but don't worry I muddled through my face is in recovery now mm. I got my razor it works flawlessly look at me now um yeah that, so that was the drama of the week what That's else did big I big drama hey it was rough High stakes, it was rough there was a lot of blood i lost a lot of blood here well that's too bad um and so i also hung out with my friend raul the uh night before halloween after we uh recorded last week's podcast yes. we watched a scary movie called sinister from 2012 which was very good uh, i'm trying to think what else i know i worked throughout halloween i worked again this weekend and mm. it was it was a nice relaxing week i, I love it you know it was nice except I, for the face i mean it looks great today i thank you you're welcome i and also for halloween i have my friends joe and his boyfriend tim came over and we made ravioli mostly they made it um but we got like 15 different sets of kids that came to the door asking for candy. I was so happy. I was like nervous. I was like, what should I say? <laughs> and they're just like, just say happy Halloween and like asking about the costumes. I'd be like, happy Halloween. What are you? You look great. And like, I, it just was like, oh, I've never in life been in an apartment in which we'd actually get trick-or-treaters. And it was truly a joy. And suddenly being inundated with children, like I always forget how long it's been since I've had to have a conversation with a child right. until I'm like with a child. And I'm like, wait, I, I'm not used to talking to children. I know. How, how do I do this? I you know. know. So it's like a different language it's you like, have to I use. don't want to ask about your costume if like, I know what it is or I don't know what it is. So I was just like, I'm not asking about the costumes. That seems like a little hectic. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I will. I will say one child read me pretty well when I opened the door and I was like, oh, you guys look great. They were like, what are you dressed as? I was like, I'm dressed as me. I'm an adult. Wow. <laughs> Take the candy and get out of here. <laughs> you should have just like taken that candy back and just been like, I'm, I'm dressed like a taker backer. Thank you. <laughs> don't be rude. Close this door. <laughs> um, so, okay. Should we hop in? Let's hop in. The news for idiots. Yeah. It's a, it's a, Sad week in it's, news. It is a sad, dark week in news. Yeah. Um, so apparently the actor who was on Heartstopper, this young man named Kit Connor, who, reminder, is 18 years old, must have been getting tweets like saying like, oh, my gosh, you're queer baiting. You're just a straight guy playing this gay role, a real or a bi role, I guess a real bisexual person could be playing this. And like, it's not fair just because, again, he's 18 he has not come out publicly as an actor, as a person. Mm. So he, and I guess it was so 
much that he had left Twitter for a minute. And I want to say that like he would post pictures with girls, yes. like girls who he, he was either friends with or who knows. It's right. none of our business. Right. And uh, and people were like, you're posting pictures with a girl now. What does this mean? You must be queer baiting. And apparently, I want to say I saw somewhere that like some of the girls he would post pictures with would get like death threats or no. would get like threatened or like DM'd or something like that. A Not mess. Okay. And so then he jumps back on Twitter and says, back for a minute, I'm by. Congrats for forcing an 18-year-old to out himself. I think some of you missed the point of the show. Bye. It's just very sad and crazy. I realize the... And we're proponents of wanting queer people to play queer roles, but also we're not proponents of like forcibly outing children. So if you don't know a person's sexuality, like just leave them alone and let them come out on their own time. And that includes celebrities. Like I feel like these parasocial relationships that people have with people that they feel like they know through the TV screen. It's like, sweetie, that's not real. You don't know this person. Like do not harass them on the Internet. Because you're, you think they may not be gay. Like, what? What are you talking about? What are you talking about? Like, what are you doing? You don't know this person. You're a loser. <laughs> Jesus Christ! If you are harassing an eighteen-year-old poor child. boy for this, like, you're a fucking loser. I know. Like, come on. Like, get a damn life. I and I just feel bad that he felt. Like he had to do this because right. you know, I don't think he did. Like he, he I think he could have, you know, just he uh, could have. But, ima- but imagine opening up your Instagram or opening up your Twitter every time you do, being inundated with this shit, and like mm. having friends not want to take pictures with you because they might get death threats. Like it's just wild. Like leave these people alone. Yeah, is the long and short. I, I remember, like it reminds me of like Jodie Foster's Golden Globe speech when she won the um oh god what's their big Lifetime Achievement Award uh, I forget but mm. uh and in back in two thousand. 12, I believe she gave a speech saying that like, you know, everyone for years has been like screaming at me to come out and she's like, but I've already done it. So I'm not going to because I deserve my privacy. Mm. And so it's like, yeah, like these celebrities, they deserve their privacy. They're right. not, you are not expected to be a part of their lives in any right. way other than like them entertaining you. Yes. So get a life. Come on. It's just people. wild. Especially this person's so young. He's like, so young. Why did you like, know at 18? Like leave him alone. Yeah. Oh, well, speaking of losers, big loser of the week, and I hate that we're saying this so soon into her comeback, Rihanna. Like, okay, Matt Steele was in town when I was not <laughs> to talk about the song that is going to be in the Black Panther movie, Lift Me Up, I believe is what it's called. Matt Steele apparently, haven't watched the video, but apparently was nice about it and saw the good things and was like understood this is a soundtrack song. This is, you know, something being dedicated to Chadwick Boseman. But we can all agree it sounds like a little campfire round. Like, it's not a real song. I think I think it's nice. I like it for what it is. Have I listened to it again? No. Of course you have. Yeah. If it was like the first single off a new album, I yes. have questions. But, but it's but- like, I could forgive that. The song isn't something I'll replay. But again, it's for a special case, a special cause. Sure, sure, sure. All things we can forgive. Then it comes out. Uh, there's a leak and sup- there's like a rumor coming out that Johnny Depp is going to appear in Rihanna's upcoming Savage X Fenty Volume 4 fashion show. And it is later confirmed by Variety. And it's just like, okay, the whole Johnny Depp and Amber Heard trial, we were just talking about how we didn't comment on it much because it was like, th- it seems like there's no 
good answer here. There's no hero in this story. Everyone's a villain. And even if Johnny Depp technically won the case, I don't feel like he has been absolved of his crimes. I don't think the idea that Johnny Depp is completely innocent is on the table because he didn't win every count. Mm-hmm. Like, she won some. So the idea that we are first the VMAs and now a Rihanna-backed fashion show is propping this man up who, like, supposedly is an abuser, allegedly, it's just disheartening because... It's like you expect Rihanna to be on the right side of history. And maybe that's unfair of us to do. But it's like I've supported her through times and trials and have argued down people who are supporting people that abused her. I don't know. It just is like as a victim of abuse herself, it is a little disheartening to see this. And maybe she has different feelings about the trial and about him than I do. But it's just like, why are we propping this person up? Yeah, it's like, it's like, okay, Rihanna, even if you have whatever opinions on the trial that you might have, everyone's had an opinion at the time and it was the except most, us, um, except for us. <laughs> like, it, and it was the most obnoxious thing ever. I'm so glad that is all behind us. Yeah. Um, it's like, you know how this comes across, like you would understand the optics of it. And so you're yes. clearly doing this as like a gimmicky thing because you know so many people were team Johnny Depp in this Mm. situation or you know that people will be talking about it and it'll create buzz and it's like Rihanna you don't have to do this like if you want to create buzz and garner buzz to get more money do what Taylor does and sell some clocks (laughs) like (laughs) like I don't know there are different ways to go about it I just think this was a little tasteless and, yes, and, 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 and beneath you. And like it was so out of the blue. It just doesn't make sense. And it feels like to me that Johnny Depp's team is reaching out to these people like MTV and Rihanna that are putting on these high profile shows and they're just accepting the offer because I guess they remember him being an A-list movie star. And it, I mean, it goes without saying Johnny Depp's had better days looks wise. Do I need to see him in Savage X Fenty underwear right now? I don't think so. I just, I don't like it. I don't like it. Uh, well, more things we don't like because that's the theme of the week. Shit we don't like. Mm-hmm. Apparently, Drake has put out a new album um, with, uh, it's a duet album with another rapper that I, Drake and 21 Savage's new album. And there's a line on Circo Loco, I guess, is the song where the bitch lie about getting shot, but she is stallion. Like, so he, for some reason, is calling out Megan the Stallion, supporting Tory Lanez, like, saying that she's lying based on what? I don't understand. It just is like, Tory Lanez was never popular. Why is someone as huge as Drake trying to back this, like, tiny little man who was who barely... Who shot another person. Who shot another person. Who shot this Megan the Stallion. And I think there's another line on the record in which he calls, like, uh, Serena Williams husband a groupie because he's like supportive of her and her career and like roots for her from the sidelines which by the way Drake also did there were rumors of Drake and Serena Williams being together and there's so many pictures of him just like woo cheering in the background it's like and you he's always sucking up to so many sports figures so many athletes it's like Drake you're a groupie and you're not married to anybody like you do this all the time so why he goes out of his way to tear down these like powerful black women it's just like I don't need actual real reasons to like find Drake annoying. And here he's giving them to us. Yeah. It's just, again, like another tasteless thing that a celebrity can do. And also it's like Drake, another album. This is your second in the span of 
five months and what that's song crazy like you are all just trying to crank out shit and like right. you don't need to like you are a talented enough art and successful enough artist where like you can let the people wait it's like <laughs> you can really take your time and try to write something great instead of just throwing any shit out on spotify knowing that it'll get streams and make you money like does the quality of the art not matter anymore? Yeah, because and then in that art, you just you're like, oh, if I like make a dig at Megan the Stallion, um, b- people will talk about it, and right. it's just like this is beneath you. It's, this is beneath you. It is. Like, whatever. As someone who was shot on Degrassi, he should know this is a very serious event for real. Drake, my God, oh my God, I know it's <laughs> disgusting. That was a rough um, day. I, another bad day is every day since Elon Musk has purchase Twitter I feel like there's more and more news about how terrible uh, what a terrible job he's doing I feel like there were massive layoffs on Friday I heard that 50% of the Twitter staff was laid off every other tweet I saw was like well I'm out I want to thank all my team we all got laid off today XYZ um, there's also rumors circulating that since then some have been attempted to get hired back because they're like oops no one can do the shit that we were supposed to do and there's also the big hubbub about around the like verification check and the fact that Twitter Blue now will include a verification check so any person in the world can just pay $8 a month because they're now charging for it to be verified on Twitter. Which like I thought the whole point of verification is like, oh, there are going to be so many fake Beyonce's out there. We should verify the real one so we know it's really coming from her. But alas, that is no longer the case. Yeah, and now it's like if you pay for this verification, it's saying that your tweets oh. will be promoted and it's like Elon Musk you were all about like oh we need to make Twitter all about free speech and everything this is not free like <laughs> the opposite if of that. you are like giving um, um, uh, special stuff to the people who are paying for the service right. like that's just absurd like that's not free speech like that's <laughs> that's crazy and and it's just rich people are just so bored I know they get so bored and instead of like using their talents for the thing that they're talented at like it's also by the he, way not talent money <laughs> well that money yes but it's like Elon like you could have just been that Tesla guy and yes. he did good things for like the environment like with the Teslas and all that stuff like that it's like you could have just been that and people would been like oh cool but instead you just you're like oh no I need more I need more power I need more influence I need more people to like me so I'm gonna branch out and do all this other stuff that I'm not qualified to do in the slightest and now you are watching this guy spiral in real time and and like mess up an entire business I know like you're seeing and today he announced because so many people in retaliation changed their Twitter names to Elon Musk and were just like tweeting ridiculous things (laughs) and then he suspended their account or like not he I guess but like Twitter suspended their accounts and everything and it's like how is this free speech Elon Musk and (sighs) and it's saying that he tweeted today like anyone who um, is like uh, a parody account all the parody accounts if it doesn't doesn't say parody account in your bio like your account's going to get suspended or whatever it's just like oh so you are just completely negating the entire reason why you quote unquote wanted to buy twitter i mean just having it just be a a, the giant mess that we all knew that it would be right and what i heard is that he put an offer out that was like incredibly insanely overpriced tried to take it back and they like twitter threatened to sue him if he did not actually go through with the purchase so he's been forced into this and he's truly just tanking it like he's ruining the platform it's going to make no sense very soon and it's like was this all necessary like did you get just because you wanted more power more influence just like why can't rich people be quiet 
Like, just, like, sit with your money. Go on some vacations. Like, help the planet in some way. You want to know who's rich and quiet? Beyonce. Oh. She's the quietest of them all. <laughs> Maybe too quiet. <laughs> because I'd love some visuals. <laughs> but, yeah, it's just, like, he just lit $44 billion on fire. Mm-hmm. And Oh, and that interaction with Stephen King, where he's like, well, if you don't want to pay $20, how about eight? It's like, dude, I dude, know. Have, just, some, have some pride. <laughs> like, I don't know. try to negotiate this in public. Have you seen this Hercules? thing uh, I I forgot about this Disney's live action Hercules will be more experimental and inspired by TikTok says producer Joe Russo Joe Russo of the Russo brothers did produce or direct I don't even know some episodes of happy endings I think he's done some Marvel shit like that is more important to him but I don't care about but I'm gonna trust him a bit here but I'm nervous because the full quote is there are questions about how you translate Hercules as a musical audiences today have been trained by TikTok right what is their expectation of what that musical looks like and feels like that can be a lot of fun and help us push the boundaries a little bit on how you execute a modern musical what does TikTok have to do with this? I have no clue. All I'm thinking of is like, is this musical like on our big screens going to be blurry with I the mean, audio not syncing to the visual? It could <laughs> because be, that's what I see when I go on TikTok. The aspect ratio could be vertical, just I, be the middle of the screen. I will kill myself <laughs> if that happens. And it's so crazy because this year, like people are like, oh, movies are dead. Movies are dead. And it's like, right. or movies that aren't Marvel movies are dead. And it's like, mm. this year proves that they are not. Like exactly. this year, oh, the success of Maverick of everything everywhere all at once the success of the George Clooney Julia Roberts rom-com which is making millions of dollars like it's this year is showing that like oh wait no people actually want to go to them like we were kind of wrong about this like you can make successful blockbusters again and so the and and the Russos uh, were producers on everything all everywhere all at once oh okay so like you would think that they would they would know know that that. (laughs) and I don't know like the whole like inspired by TikTok thing it's like yeah like tiktok is such a huge platform for young people right but are young people wanting to go out in droves to see like a movie that's tiktok no because it's like, like the millennials like people our age and maybe a little bit I don't know, around our age, the people who grew up with the animated version of Hercules or the target demographic that is going to take their whole family with them to see this movie. Yeah, and So the TikTok kids don't care. The, the TikTok kids, the, the thing is now, like, if you consume content on a specific platform, you don't cross over. Right. Like, there are people who know me and Matt Palmer through our TikTok, which is, <laughs> which is wild, wild. Because it's truly just edited versions of videos that are on top of each other in their two-minute clips. Yeah, like, we get people being like, oh, I love your TikTok. And it's like, wait, our TikTok? It's like, what TikTok? <laughs> <laughs> because that's how people watch things. Like, they don't go on YouTube. I guess to some TikTok people, they're like, YouTube, that's for the oldies. Right. You know? And and so, like, I don't know how successful that will be. I, I encur- always encourage experimentation with Absolutely. art. So I guess we shall see. If this shit is vertical, though, it's I will, I I will get vertical in my seat <laughs> and walk out. I was kidding. There's no way it's going to be vertical. That would be hilarious. Oh, it would be insane. (laughs) Um, I just want to shout this out. This isn't big news, but I just liked the fact that it happened. Jennifer Lawrence dropped out of the Elizabeth Holmes movie Bad Blood after watching Amanda Seyfried in The Dropout. She basically said, I thought she was terrific. I was like, yeah, we don't need to redo that. She did it. And I wish 
we all would take this into account when make when doing movies. I feel like when things are in production or in pre-production, whatever way it's, it's happened since the '90s with Deep Impact and Armageddon, the same movies are getting made. The same stories, true to life stories, now are getting told as documentaries and like you know. Uh, Mini series, series, just but as soon as one comes out and it's great, let's just drop the others. <laughs> like we don't need eight different versions of like what happened at the Firefest. So close to each other, so close. It's like I get at least give it a decade. And everyone I understand wants to make money, but like it's basically like the first person who does it right is going to make all the money anyways. So why would you want your B list knockoff version out there? And I appreciate Jennifer Lawrence She's been like she did a great. So like she did it. That is the version that's needed in the world. I'm going to set this one out. Yeah. Love I would that. say so. Yeah. Love that for her. Um, lastly, I just need to talk about two um, celebrities who passed away this week, which are very sad. Takeoff from Migos was tragically killed, I believe, the night of Halloween at a bowling alley. And uh, it just is devastating. He was 28 years old, which is so very young. And he... I don't know, Migos, you can't talk about modern hip-hop music, modern music that is inspired by hip-hop, which, by the way, is every genre, without talking about Migos. There was a Mm. time there that everything they put out turned to gold. They collaborated with Beyonce and Jay-Z, Katy Perry, like, big pop people that we very much care about. I just, that fact that another rapper's life has ended so tragically and so young. It just really turns my stomach. Things need to change. I don't know how this has become so commonplace for, you know, rappers of this generation. Like when we were growing up, it was like Tupac and Biggie. And like, that was kind of the big sad moment there. But I feel like, Oh, it just is happening so frequently. And this is probably the biggest name that has passed away, but it still is just devastating. And things need to change somehow, some way, because, his family, his friends didn't deserve this. This yeah. was like a senseless act of violence that I heard was like at the end of a dice game. And also this goes into TMZ can go fuck themselves. Oh God. Don't ever click a TMZ link. It is truly the garbage fire of the internet. The fact that they are showing images of this deceased human being who lived a real full life with people who loved him. It's like the same shit they were doing with Kobe. It's just like, don't ever click a TMZ link. That's all I ask of you. Yeah. Um, so very sad there. And then uh, lastly, we heard Aaron Carter passed away at 34. And I believe that was yesterday because mm-hmm. I believe it was while I was in Vegas. And like, I, I, it's hard to explain to people who didn't grow up at that time. But he was all over the Disney Channel. Like mm-hmm. he was, you know, Nick Carter's little brother. So the Backstreet Boys were obviously huge. He put out his first record, I think, when he was nine. Yeah. And it's just like, God, what these child performers go through and like it's so easy to go down such a dark hard path and I don't know I feel like there are people out there who found his addiction issues or like his appearance like funny and Mm -hmm. I just I I don't think that it's funny I think that what he was going through is very real and very disheartening and you know upsetting yeah he had a a very very hard life especially like after his uh, career and and I actually met him before. I met him oh, at really? a, a Halloween party um, back when he was in the Fantastics off Broadway and everything. Oh. And he was very nice, oh. and so it's just really, it's so sad. And you know, my heart goes out to all these people's families and everything because I I can't imagine what what that's like, right. especially like after just years of 
of things not going well. I'm sure there were so many ups and downs and everything. Right. And to have it just end so suddenly is, right. I'm sure, just heartbreaking. It's just yeah. tragic. So everyone be safe and hold your family and friends close. And we'll be back in just a moment with more 2 Gay Mats. Are we warm? Are we warm? I think we're warm. We're warm. We're back. We are back. Welcome back to the 2 Gay Mats podcast. There was one item that I wanted to discuss um, and I just didn't have it available to me. There's confirmation, kind of, that the visuals from Beyonce are really coming. Uh, Sid, the producer of Plastic Off the Sofa, shared that the flowers that Beyonce sent to her recently, the note reads, Thank you for contributing so much to the film. I'm looking at the footage, and you're incredible. I'm forever grateful, B. I realize that we say this every week. (laughs) But the visuals aren't coming. It's happening. They exist. I believe it will happen. I can't wait for them. I wonder because Sid is a producer on Plastic Off the Sofa. Like, what did Sid do Sid visually? Like, I, I don't understand Sid's contribution to the film. And don't why? Know. Don't know. Don't know. But you want to know what film is not going to be inspired by TikTok? Which one? <laughs> the visuals Hello. for Renaissance, ladies and gentlemen. This is going to be a. This is going to be cinema. I mean, if it's released in theaters, I will die. I will I'll die. We've said this so many times. <laughs> <laughs> it's released in Oh my God. Let's go on. Okay. So we are on to email my heart. This is the section of the podcast where we answer any questions that you guys might have. You can be a part of email my heart. If you email us at two gaymats at gmail.com to spell T W O. Or if you are consuming this podcast via YouTube, you can leave a comment below and just be like, Hey, this is for email my heart. Thank you. Yes. Uh, so the first question, actually it wasn't a question, but I felt very attacked. <laughs> 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 it's, okay. it's actually from our friend Blythe who, oh, who emailed Blythe. us and said let's talk cookies and I was like oh no this is going to lead to another fight I mean uh, uh, dear Matt and Matt first I know you sometimes shy away from the title of influencer but I recently had my first few hours away from my baby in the whole three months of his life and I spent it in the theater watching bros because of your influence it was fantastic you will continue to be a substantial influence in my life Aww. likewise Blythe um, I loved hearing about your favorite Halloween candies. Now, since per Mariah, tis the season, I'd love to hear about your favorite Christmas cookies. Mine are rosettes, but I also love a chewy gingerbread. On a related note, Matt Steele, I would like to challenge you to first smell, then taste a Walker's shortbread cookie. Yes. I wouldn't say this is an especially Christmassy cookie, but... If that doesn't change your mind about shortbread cookies, nothing will. To me, someone who also... To me, someone who... Also, it doesn't love their sweets too sweet. They are absolutely divine. I love you both. Also, my sympathies to Jackson for his peanut allergy. <laughs> love, yes. Blythe. That's very sweet, Blythe. I was trying to be like, oh, what are Walker's shortbread cookies? Let me look at a picture. I Googled a picture of the Walker's cookies and I was triggered <laughs> because it was just like, oh, I've seen these boxes before. Have you had them? No. Because they just look so dry. Oh, They my look God. so dry and plain and I'm just like... I feel my my mouth becoming a desert as I look at that image. But you know what, Blythe? If there is a Walker's shortbread cookie in front of me, I will do what you want me to do and smell it. I'm going to buy one. I'm going to buy a box and give it to you live on the podcast. A whole next box? Week. A whole box. You can keep the rest of the box. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just do the one, and I guess we'll do a live taste testing. Let's do it. For Walker's. Walker's better be paying us. I know, uh, right? But uh, what, about Chris- what about Christmas cookies? I have to say that I didn't grow up with Christmas cookies. Okay. Like, this was not a part of my culture. I feel like uh, my brother's wife is a big Christmas cookies person, so she brings over Christmas cookies these days. And I'm always happy that they're around, but I don't 
think of cookies when I think of Christmas. Maybe a gingerbread cookie. I think of that. I think of gingerbread cookies, and um, I and I and think, like a sugar cookie even. And I really do not like which sh- like sugar cookies, which you're wrong about. Ugh. But I will say something that we were arguing about a bit on the Discord, and I apologize to Adam Parnell specifically because I was getting heated and I was a little tipsy in Vegas at the time. But fan you off, you're hot, 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 hot. hot. <laughs> I must say that sweet potato pie is the holiday staple of our family and it should be the holiday staple of the world. I heard people in the Discord talking negatively about sweet potato pie and my little heart couldn't take it. Like there's literally nothing better and I mean I understand my mom has the best recipe and you don't have that so maybe (laughs) that's why your you know sweet potato pies are substandard but truly the most brilliant the best texture and I can even make it and not fucking ruin it. Well like I was so happy the first year I was out here for Thanksgiving I made a sweet potato pie and it wasn't a disaster. I also have added in, uh, well, my mom has added in some cinnamon for like a cinnamon version of it, which is okay. even more flavorful. It's just lovely. It's perfect. It's light. It is also not too sweet. I feel like this would be a dessert that you could get behind. Have okay. you ever had a sweet potato I've pie? I've never had a sweet potato pie, okay. so I could not comment on this discussion. Right. Um, yeah, it was a long talk about sweet potatoes. <laughs> in, in this Discord, <laughs> if you would like to join the chat about sweet potatoes, become a patron yes. at www.patreon.com slash two game ads. And since we're talking about stuff i'm sure you'll talk about this later if you have not early voted please vote as soon as possible election day is tuesday we need everyone on the front lines voting in this midterms voting blue however you can it's important some people ignore the midterms and we don't do that here at two game ads no all right the kathy's do not the kathy's do not not. yeah um yeah but as far as christmas cookies go i'm not a christmas i i I can enjoy a gingerbread moment yes um but like one one cookie. Like, I can't do, like, a eating multiple. I'm not a cookie person in general. Um, yeah. So, I'm, I'm sorry, Blythe, but I will, Matt Palmer, as long as Matt Palmer's paying, I will sniff the Walker's <laughs> gingerbread and cookie. You shouldn't apologize to anyone but yourself because your life is worse because you cannot handle the greatness of a good cookie. I don't, okay. I'm I'm living a very good life. I mean, I my face is healing. <laughs> That's true, <laughs> and so I'm I'm kind of thriving right now. So I don't know if my face is healing equals thriving, <laughs> but like I'll give it to you. <laughs> okay, so the next question comes to us from uh, Peter. Peter commented on our uh, last podcast YouTube video. Email my heart. Hey, Matt, I have an embarrassing question. Mm. The truth is, I already know the answer. A cute boy asked for my number the other week, and I gave them. Uh, the number they texted me soon after and want to pursue dating however the cute boy is 18 and I'm 23 crying emojis a whole five year gap with a teenager I don't want to block them because that's mean but I also (laughs) can't pursue anything with them because it's inappropriate the problem is I still think they're cute help talk some sense into me please I appreciate this because you'll know at least what I'm going to say. But I also appreciate it because it's a normal thing to feel if a, a, a adult aged person who is 18 is someone you find cute and is attracted to you. Of course, it's something to consider. And in many different age brackets, five years isn't crazy. Oh, yeah. Like if Matt Steele was dating someone five years his junior, five years his senior. Thank you for not saying a number. uh, You're welcome. (laughs) Mariah taught me. If you were, I wouldn't bat an eye. The reason that this feels odd to you and would to me as well is because the five years junior is so young and you're at such different life points that it it feels like the power dynamic is off. And and it's kind of just like when you are 23, you are in such a different space from any it's kind of where it's kind of like what 
do we have to talk about? I'm like, and I'm sure you could talk about things like, you know, my, I, you know, have friends and coworkers who are much younger and everything. And we find things to talk about and yes. have fun and everything. But in terms of like a life dating situation, it's just like, I don't know what there is to discuss here. Maybe like when, Maybe when the boy is 21 and you are 26, yeah. like that seems more. And the thing is, Peter, you know, you know, you're, that's you are the fully thing. aware that We're, you are not interested in pursuing this. Yes. And yet that little voice inside of you is telling you what you already know and is right, even though obviously if this is this 18 year old is cute, it's hard to follow through on the action. I agree. I wouldn't just block him. I'd yeah. be like, hey, I think you're very cute. I just don't think because of the difference in our age that it makes sense. I think there's a very nice way to let this person down easy in a way that like wouldn't hurt his feelings because like it's not his fault he's young. Yeah, and the <laughs> thing is like if he is a mature enough 18 year old to like think that he can date a 23 year old, he is mature enough to understand where you are coming from. And from. if he's not mature enough and like throws like a water balloon at you you'll be like i made the right choice a water balloon I, you know because that's young. The, that's the only weapon he can get yeah exactly at 18 he's a youth i know <laughs> unfortunately some people in the country can get a gun at a very young age <gasps> like that. which is why we need to vote which is why we need to vote thank you very yes. much uh yeah so so peter you know i'd say you know follow each other on instagram a couple years from now chat it up yeah see where you are in your lives then absolutely yeah, peter you know i mean we also did get another question oh. if you want to answer i saw that one is this the one about love is blind yes i'm not caught up on love is blind yet so can we hold that until i finish it we're gonna put this one on hold put that one on pause like okay. andy cohen did to dorinda when she got fired from roni <laughs> <laughs> all right so matt Steele, mm-hmm. i have one question for you what has been giving you moments darling so um we already said it in the podcast Please vote. I, <laughs> yes. I just like I am very, very, very nervous about these midterms because like if things do not go our way, some really, really horrible things can happen. Absolutely. If the Republicans take control of Congress, who knows what can happen? Who knows what they can block? And who knows what they can block in the future after the 2024 presidential election, which is the most scary thing. So I and so, and so yeah, I've been nervous for weeks and months, and you know. Mm. Um, but like in the past couple of days, like seeing the demographics of the early voting and the early voters and everything, it is encouraging, especially like seeing the Absolutely. discrepancy between like the recent polls, which are very scary. Yes. And and then seeing like, oh, wait, but people, young people and, and Democrats are turning out yes. in record numbers to early vote, which can only hopefully mean good things. Yes. So. So that is a nice sigh of relief, like seeing the early voting numbers right. and everything like that. But that does not mean we should take it for granted yes. and become complacent because that is what happened in 2016. And that is why we are in this mess we are in now. So mm. Kathy's out there and non-Kathy's, Kathy's and Jamie's <laughs> unite <laughs> together and vote either early or on election day, yes. Tuesday, November 8th, bring all of your friends to ask, remind all of your, every one of my little coworkers, I am you like, must. are you voting? Are you voting? And they're like, what? Oh, I don't know. And I'm like, motherfucker, I, if I have to drag <laughs> you by your hair, I, I will be like, get in this car. We are Do going it. to vote. As Let's go. I am ready. I'm excited. I always love to vote on election day just because mm. I, I find it like fun. I don't know. <laughs> you always like to vote early. I love voting early. I love to just like sit down and do the like research I need to do because of course when it's a Democrat Republic I'm voting Democrat but like there are a lot of different things to vote for so I want to look up and make sure I'm, that I'm picking the candidate that aligns most with my progressive beliefs and to do that feels like easier than to have to go into the booth and I haven't voted in person in such a long time and I plan on 
on voting by mail-in or we just have a drop-off center like up the street. Mm-hmm. I walked to it. So it has not been easier ever to early vote. But again, everything can change on election day. So if you have not voted as of Tuesday, just get to the polls and vote vote blue it is so imperative it's important Matt Steele has said it all I've said it again but because it's important and it's all I want for Christmas <laughs> for real all we want for Thanksgiving yes like all we want for to celebrate uh, Beyonce's at some point visual <laughs> release yes please please there are so many things on the ballot uh, abortion rights uh, reprodu- like reproductive rights um, social security yes Infl- like everything is so so important and, and voting rights like we need to pass those voting Absolutely. bills that are s- stuck in Congress right now and we can only do that if we grow our numbers in Congress to actually like get things passed. Right. That is the way to do it. Yes. And I believe in us. I believe in us. We can do it. We can do it. And I, my giving you moments is the same. Okay. <laughs> it is. You got to vote. I will also say we did put up a YouTube video that I'd love if you watch. It just got unblocked. It is about the music of 1997. And we do some video reactions to Mariah videos, Janet videos, Hanson, Brandy Cinderella, Spice, uh, Spice Girls. Girls, all of the ladies. And I will say in preparation for that video. I love how you included Hanson in with the ladies. I mean, yes. Hanson, <laughs> all the Hanson and the ladies. <laughs> we all thought they were ladies when I, we first at the saw time. them. At the time. And, uh, but I will say on the drive over to uh, Matt Steele's apartment to film this video, I was just listening to a Spotify playlist of like the biggest hits of 1997. It began with Got Till It's Gone. It had four seasons of loneliness by Boys to Men. And again, in the video, I kind of say, I make mention of not wanting to be those old people who are like, well, back in my day, music was XYZ. I just think there's nothing that's going to impact you more than the music that was out at the time that you fell in love with music. And mm. 1997 is representative of that for me. And revisiting all of these classic songs in so many different genres, it was just hitting on so many different levels. It just makes me, it reminds me why I fell in love with in music in the first place back when I was 10 years old. And I will always love music. Thank you. I'm just so thankful for the people that were making such incredible records back in the day. We love them. We must give them reverence and... Team 97 forever. Team 97. I, I mean, the, when you were going through like the top 10 songs of the year that year, it was such various things. It was um, Jewel. It was the Spice. It was like the Spice Girls. Yes. It was R&B, rap. It was, and number one song, Adult Contemporary, Candle in the Wind. Exactly. Like the diversity of that top 10 right. <laughs> like uh, on Billboard that entire year was just so mind-blowing. Absolutely. Such classic music. You know, so... It was a fun video to, to film. Absolutely was. Was yeah. it fun to edit? You know, it got done. <laughs> <laughs> it got done. And then, of course, when I like tried uploading it and it was blocked, I was just like, oh, this is extra fun, too. Yes. Um, I'm glad it got unblocked quickly. It got unblocked quickly. Thank goodness. You know who was the reason why it was blocked? I know. It was Mariah. Hey, she takes care of She wants to make sure she gets that money. I get it. I understand. I appreciate but make sure to give it a watch if you haven't. Uh, but thank you so much for tuning into the podcast another week. We'll be back again next week uh, with more Two Game Mats, the podcast. Bye, guys. Vote. Bye vote. and vote. Vote, vote, vote. 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 vote.